Ain't nobody gonna hand you nothing. Ain't nobody gonna hand you no championship. Ain't nobody gonna hand you no title. So this is my year. I end. This is my year. Listen to me. Say, be phenomenal. This is it. I want you to chant it out. This is it. Be phenomenal or be forgotten. One, two, three. Be phenomenal. Be forgotten. Welcome to the Southern Blitz College Football Podcast. Buckle up as we preview the biggest college football games across the South, along with your top five matchups of the week. Here are your hosts, Jordan Wallace and Drew Waddell. Welcome back to the next edition of the Southern Blitz Podcast. We're going to continue to talk about the slide of OU in Arkansas football. We're going to bring on a Tennessee fan who's actually in a big game against Bama this week. And then we're going to head over to our stock up, stock down, our recap of last week before we get to our Ask the Librarian segment. And finally, we're going to wrap up with a clash of the undefeated this, this week in college football. All right, Drew. I'm not, I'm not quite ready to dive all the way into Oklahoma football yet. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you to the Wolves, let you go first. Arkansas, three-game slide now. What's the state of the Hogs? Oh, man. Where do, where do we begin, Jordan? I mean, where do we begin, my friend? It's uh, You know, the only thing that I, I thought of, the only silver lining in this, in this time is I finally get to understand how you feel losing to me all the time in our, in our work, in, our, in, the, work, in the workplace. So. That's dirty. <laughs> that, that's, that's below the belt. <laughs> No, all seriousness, you know, hog fans, Saturday was just about uh, as bad as it gets as a hog fan. You know, it's just one of those games, Jordan, I know that you watched some of it, but, you know, on the first drive, you could tell that our heads weren't in it. And, you know, it's just hard to believe a road game, SEC, really seasons on the line and your guys don't get up. Obviously, a lot of drama with KJ playing, KJ. Uh, coaching decisions made that we can question all day. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's just a lot of questions around the Arkansas program at this time. I mean, obviously we have basically, I think, the 110th ranked defense in the nation. Jordan, you know how it's bad. Vanderbilt is the only SEC team worse than us on defense this year, and that is not a compliment, my friend. Uh, (laughs) Bad. We are banged up. Uh, really bad, but you know, and, and I don't, don't mean to steal all the airtime here, but you know, I, I'm just and I said this Saturday, I'm not buying that we don't have the players type of thing because we were sold this entire package goods before the season, Jordan, that we had transfers, we had depth finally, we could sustain injuries if we needed to, blah 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 blah, and here we are with just an atrocious, atrocious defense, and then you get to the coaching. Where to even begin? I mean, Barry Odom rushes three guys the entire game, and then our best explanation in the post game is, "Hey, this is the defense we've run for two years in a row on Mississippi State, and it worked those other two years. Why didn't it work this year?" Yep. And it's like, why can we not adjust? Barry Odom, a lot of fingers are kind of pointing at, at him at this point. So it's it's a unique time. Sam, I thought had a really weird. Uh, decision to start uh, Cade Fortin to begin the game. I thought it was extremely clear, um, you know, by the time that, that, that Malik got into the game. I thought Malik did some good things. Um, 
obviously has still has a long way to go. And one of the last things I'll say for the Hog fans is everybody that points the finger at Kendall Bryles, guys, here's one thing to realize. Before Kendall took over, we had the 117th and 105th ranked offense in the nation before his arrival. We then went to 80th in year one of Sam. We then went to 38th in the country last year. This year, we're currently 13th. So, Kendall Bryles is not the problem. Um, long story short, Jordan, season's not over, but dadgum, it might as well be because right now the hogs are trending in the wrong direction very fast. Well, but I, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, things don't get any easier this week either. I mean, the hogs have another tough game, but they, they should have KJ back, correct? Yes, KJ is practicing all week. He obviously cannot take hits in practice. Um, you talk about bad timing with Tua and all that. I mean, it just, yeah. you know, he couldn't play. He had a headache last Thursday. That's why they did not play him. A little bit of gamesmanship going on there. But, yeah, it doesn't get any easier. I mean, heading to BYU, a team that can move the ball quickly on you, weird environment, altitude, you know, time change, you name it. <laughs> yep. You know, last year we lost three games in a row. We had the uh, the Golden Lions from UAPB to get back on track with. This year, hmm. We could travel out to Provo, Utah for a very good BYU team that takes no shame in losing to Notre Dame this past weekend. Yep. And so uh, it's it's very tough. And, uh, oh, and, and I'll correct myself, Jordan. We're not the 110th ranked defense. We're the 121st defense. So uh, oh. my, my apologies. My apologies there. I want to yeah. make sure I get that. I want to make sure I get that right. I want to make sure I get that oh, you don't right. Oh, you don't want to insult those teams in the 111 to 120 range, you know. That's right. That's you, right. You'd be, you know? you be nice to the North Texas and the Western Kentuckys <laughs> and the Oklahomas of this world, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but the good news is is that, you know, good friends pick each other up when things are going bad. And, and man, the Sooners decided to, to one-up the Hogs on Saturday, oh, yeah. my friend. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. That. You're welcome, you know. <laughs> Hey, you know Tell what? Us more we, about that, Jordan. <laughs> before we get into it, I wanna I wanna hit you with a trivia question, Drew. Let's see, mm-hmm. let's see how you do. All right. Away. Name the top four, and I want you to try to come up with four teams. Top four teams with the longest active streak ranked in the top ten as far as seasons. The, long, the top four ranked in the top ten. Okay. okay. So so the top Alabama. four teams that have the longest streak of consecutive seasons ranked inside the top 10 at some point in the season at some point in the season okay i got you okay alabama yep that's one george georgia that's two texas no come on drew <laughs> top 10 uh and this is in any time frame the, yeah okay. uh no this is this is current well that i mean any, current okay. streak it's a current streak. It has to be going on through this season. Notre Dame? No. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll lose. I'll, I'll lose. help you out. Yeah. <laughs> so, tied for third, you've got Ohio State and Georgia, who both have 11 consecutive seasons ranked inside the top 10. Okay. Uh, Bama comes in second with 15 consecutive seasons. And first, with 23 consecutive seasons, you have Oklahoma. Surprising. It's Extremely it's not surprising. even close. That's that's what we're dealing with. That's the level of football that we are dealing with at OU. That's the expectation. And right now it is far from it. Um, mm. the, the, the Sooners 
set a whole bunch of records this week and, and not any of them were good. So, you know, some of them you look at like Dylan Gabriel obviously was out for the game. That's a huge loss. It was also the first start that a OU quarterback has missed since 2014. That was the last time that OU had to play without their starting quarterback. So wow. some good, good fortune there. Um, but it's also this is also OU's first three loss season since 2014, and we're only halfway through. Hmm. So first, it was the against Texas is our first shutout since '98. Is the first time in program history to lose back to back games by 30 plus. Hmm. So where do we go from here? Now, I, I'm not going to say Brent Venables is a bust by any means. It's way, way, way too early for that. Um, you know. He is known as one of the greatest defensive minds in college football, but his schemes are complex. They take time to learn. And, you know, but at the same time, you got to simplify. Like I get that you want to instill your defense and have everything running how you want it. And you're willing to have some growing pains. I'm okay with growing pains, but right now they don't even look like they understand the game of football. So Mm -hmm. you got to, there's got to be some give and take there. You continue to install your defense but at the same time, my gosh, simplify some of it so that the team isn't just completely lost out there. Yeah, Jordan, um, is it a – because I know in the, the big – like I said earlier, the big complaint in Fayetteville is, well, we just don't have the players or whatever. Is, is that something that OU that did, did so many guys transfer out? Is that is that a problem? You know, it, it's a problem because a lot of the depth on uh, the development's not there. Um that, that was a big issue with Lincoln Riley and his strength and conditioning program. It just it left us behind on that, on that front. Um, the guys were just smaller. We weren't big enough in the trenches, and we're trying to correct that now that he's taken his strength and conditioning staff with him. Um, but you look at it, and there's only from Lincoln Riley's recruiting classes. So we're talking the what's now the sophomore, junior, and senior class at OU, which obviously is the large bulk of that team. So we're mm-hmm. counting everybody but the freshmen, basically. There's only 34 scholarship players left from those recruiting classes. That's yeah. it. I mean, Brent Venables came in, and he had to piece this thing together with a bunch of transfer portal guys. And, you know, we're not talking Alabama guys. But, you know, OU's bringing in two-lane guys and Wyoming players. Like, he had, to, he had to kind of piece this thing together. And I think because it's Oklahoma, we fold ourselves into thinking, yeah, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And it looked fine for three weeks, but then they fell off a cliff. So yeah. all I'm going to say is maybe have a little bit of patience and then wait for this thing to take an upward trajectory. But again, it has to happen sooner than what it looks like right now. Cause right now it looks like a train wreck. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, and then you get, have an interesting game this weekend with Cam. We'll get to that here in a little while, but yeah, yeah. Kansas for sure. You know, this weekend. That, and that's no, that's no gimme this year. So no, no not tough. at all. Not at all. But no rest for the weary, my friend. No rest for the weary. Yeah. So, you know, but like I told you in our text thread, things could always be worse, Drew. You know, we could always be the Iowa offense. Oh, yes. If if you don't mind, I'd I'd like to run you through a particular part of the Iowa football game this weekend against Illinois. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Iowa was stopped. They had to punt from their own 16-yard line. But Illinois muffed the punt, and Iowa recovered it at the Illinois 35. Well, they're in business now. Well, then their next three plays went for negative six yards, and so they punted again from the Illinois 41. 
Then <laughs> they force a fumble from Illinois and recover it at the five. They then go backwards, lose four yards <laughs> on three plays, and have to settle for a field goal after all mm. of that. Mm. I, mm. I, my gosh, that's bad. I feel like you have to try to do that. You know, like you really I'm have to like you. make that happen. You have to absolutely make that happen. <laughs> you know, oh, it could I, be know, worse. I, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. We we just got beat forty nine nothing by by Texas, so I don't know that that's necessarily worse. But it makes me feel a little bit let a little bit better and have a little chuckle of my own. So, yeah. Jordan, last thing I'll say about our two teams that I think we're both kind of, and I obviously I don't read OU message boards, but I do keep up with Arkansas and have some buddies inside the program and things like that. But, you know, I think when something happens like has happened to Arkansas and OU over the past two to three weeks, you worry about your locker room, right? You worry about attitudes. You worry about about, Yeah, you worry about recruits. You worry about guys being prima donnas, all that. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see over the next week, particularly if – if some of this stuff starts to come out, because I'm not so much convinced that there might be a little rift going on in the Razorback locker room that is now portraying itself on the field. So we'll, we'll find yeah. out a lot about these guys over the next couple of weeks for sure. For sure. For sure. Well, I guess we might as well get to a little bit of news this week, Drew. So uh, as you saw, I know earlier today, Matt Rule fired by the Carolina Panthers in the NFL. The only reason mm-hmm. we bring it up is does Matt Rule return to the college ranks? Hmm. Hmm. You know, I was reading an interesting tweet on that. I won't spend too much time on this, but allegedly, uh, and I can't remember, it was an NFL writer said that Matt Rule has, has basically said that there is no open job today uh, that he would take necessarily. Uh, you know, there was basically three or four jobs that he would consider taking, um, and no job currently open was one of those. Now, take it with a grain of salt. That may not be true. Yeah. I have a hard time believing that he could pass up some of the money that Nebraska could throw at him. It'll be interesting uh, to see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a, a that's a lofty thing to say for a guy that just got fired. So exactly, exactly. and he came out like five minutes after beggars, he got fired. I'm not, beggars like, can't be guy? choosers, Matt. Yeah. yeah, come on, come on, Matt. I mean, you know, I know that uh, your rule is over. Get oh. <laughs> so we got to get one dad joke on the potty this week. I guess that uh, yeah, was our. Oh yeah. That's right. You know, but Jordan, he, bottom line is he really he should have never left. He had a good thing going at Baylor. Um, and I just, I, you know, the Panther, Panthers opportunity did not seem like the right call for him, but he wanted to be in the NFL. And yep. here he is now. Here he is now. I mean, well, you know, one, one per, I mean, I'd love to see him in Nebraska. Just got to put that out there. I think he'd be a great fit for that. But there, there might be another opening. Who knows if he's interested in it. But uh, Auburn – has announced they have a press conference at 10 a.m. tomorrow, Drew. Uh, yeah, I want, this feels like it's it's got to be the – yeah, this feels like it finally has to be the Brian Harson firing. Uh, it, yeah. This guy's been dead man walking for a while. Is this – is yeah. this what do you think? Is this the time? I don't know, man. Maybe they're going to announce, like, some new, like, food they're going to offer at the concession stand <laughs> or something like that. Or, or maybe they're just going to bulldoze their stadium, man. I, I, I don't know what uh, Auburn fans are – the program is going to do at this point, but no, all kidding aside, Harson will be gone tomorrow. And uh, this will be really interesting to see who they go after. I was laughing reading that Deion Sanders quote where he was mocking the Auburn job. So I guess Mr. Prime will not be a candidate maybe for, maybe maybe he'll change his tune. Maybe he'll change his tune 
they come at him pretty hard. But um, but we'll see, man. It'll be an interesting uh, interesting move there on the plains. Um, got got a kind of feel for Auburn to an extent, but Jordan, the, the bottom line at Auburn is they want an Auburn guy. They've run off Gene Chizik. They've run off Gus Malzahn. Who and what coach in their right mind would take that job uh, or poke it with a 10-foot pole, man? I, I mean, it's uh, they've got a bad rap going right now. If, I, if I'm throwing out a guess, I'm saying Hugh Freeze comes back to the SEC. But that's yep. a wild guess at the moment. So Well, and that well, brings up another another point, too, not to cut you off. But, you know, yeah, you're there good. Was a, there, there was a time where uh, Commissioner Sankey was not going to allow Hugh back into the SEC. I don't know what the rules are on that, but we'll, we'll see what flares up. On that end, well, well, we'll we'll go ahead and move forward, Drew. Let's uh let's hit our recap of the top five games last week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was a it was a tough week because you had to go with your heart again and took the <laughs> Hogs over Mississippi State, and now you and I are tied once again. We I've both, got to stop. I'm telling <laughs> you, you're keeping you're keeping me in the game. We're both we're tied <laughs> at eight, eighteen and twelve apiece, um, <sighs> you, and you almost picked OU. You did pick OU and you switched it when you realized Dylan Gabriel was out. That <laughs> I, that that never even crossed my mind to go that big of a homer. Um, obviously, we know what happened with OU Texas. We know what happened with Mississippi State, Arkansas. Um, you know the other big one, Tennessee, LSU, Tennessee. Goodness, we'll get into that <laughs> stock up and stock down, but they look good. You know, we both we both had the balls. I think we've both been high on Tennessee for a while now. Yes. Um, you know, TCU. We both we both had them and. The, the Kansas undefeated run has finally come to an end, but you know what? They, they put up a heck of a fight. Yeah. So they did. They did. I, you know, we'll talk about Tennessee, but man, just an amazing story. What's going on there. And uh, I'll tell you what, real quick, Jordan, on that note, Kansas, TCU, Tennessee, I'll throw Ole Miss in there. Quick turnarounds, new coaches. What's the one thing they have in common? Those programs. You tell me. Quick strike, fast offenses are getting it done. Those yep. four programs are making it happen in a, in a very in a, in a in a fast fashion. And so, you know, kudos to Tennessee, man. It's, we'll, we'll get into them a lot further here in just a second, but unbelievable uh, turnaround with what they've done. Unbelievable. Yep. Well, we both got the uh, the Utah UCLA game wrong. I, I feel like we talk about UCLA a fair amount on this pod, but it's normally just in jest about their fans. Well, <laughs> they're undefeated still, Drew, and they just knocked off a pretty solid Utah team. Yeah, uh, this is great. Utah can't figure out who they are, by the way. But, yeah, I mean, we were making fun of, uh, of, of good grief, Chip Kelly weeks ago, laughing about how much of a joke and a circus it is over there. But here, here he is. Yeah. They've got a good quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, it's just kind of – don't keep up back then, but I'm covering it for all of our listeners in Los Angeles. <laughs> Absolutely. We have huge following out that way. So, uh, anyway, keep Both tuning in, guys. Both of them. Keep, keep yeah. tuning in. <laughs> but here we are. Well, notched up yeah, again. Yeah, here we are. Tied up, my friend. Tied up. Oh, yeah. Well, let's get into a little stock up, stock down. I think we can uh, let's let's go ahead and just start with the SEC. Um, you know, I, I've got a I've got a stock down and a stock up all in the same game. So I'll start with Bama. I mean, Bama definitely down. They did everything they could in their power to try to lose that game to A and M. I mean, they turned that one. They started their back quarterback, which obviously was not their wouldn't have been their decision. But 
starting a backup quarterback. They turned the ball over four times. They missed two field goals late in the game to ice it, basically make it a two-score game. I mean, they just they did everything they could. A&M took advantage. I've got stock up on the Aggies. Just, I mean, they put up one heck of a fight and were, you know, very close to upsetting Alabama. Um, but I thought I thought A&M played well. I, it, we'll, we'll see where they go from here. You know, obviously – it's still a loss. They're three and three now. Things, you know, don't look great for the Aggie season, but we'll see if they can build upon playing close with Bama. Uh, I don't know if you agree with that, but that's kind of how I see it. That's what I said last week. Remember what I said last week when I said I was writing down a note and it said, known Aggie lover, Jordan <laughs> Wallace. And that, that's, that note is still on my page. I'm still reading it because – You you can't they, give them credit for almost beating Bama. There is – I didn't give them a down. I didn't give them an up. I just kept them lateral. But I'll tell you who I did give a big down to, not the team, but Jimbo Fisher. What in the world was that last play call? It was a terrible play call. You have – that time to come up with one shot to beat Alabama two years in a row, and that's what you yeah. come out, up with. It was a horrible play call. I will say this. I don't know if you've seen the the footage, Jordan. Texas A&M lost three seconds off the I clock. didn't see that, yeah. Have you? Okay, so they – you know, when the guy – they had the interception, the guy called back on the penalty, his yep. knee was down with six seconds. And then the play clock started on the final play with three seconds. They lost three seconds. I'm not saying that A&M – would have capitalized on that, but that's a, they, they might have gotten a second play for sure. Might have gotten for a second sure. play, so that's you know Bama Bama privilege once again. But still, but, but still no stock up for the Aggies from Drew. Gotcha. Not not me because uh, they were still they were still just not good. Um, and and honestly, I didn't I didn't even get a stock stock down to Alabama because uh, no. playing with the backup quarterback. I, I just think everything's everything's I, backwards. We'll find. Out. I get we'll it. I get it. And again. That is why I did not go stock down on Arkansas. I did not go stock down on Kentucky. You know, yeah. they were playing with the backup quarterback. Totally get that. But at the same time, Bama turned the ball it's over. Alabama. Or they turned the ball. It, it is Alabama. And they turned the ball over four times. And they missed two field goals. And last time I checked, Bryce Young doesn't kick field goals. So I hear you. Yeah. I mean, it's, yep. it was, you know, a rough performance from them. So I went down. Yep. But going back to the up, and this one will probably surprise you because I'm going to do it again. Missouri. And I know, I know that's going to surprise you. I'll tell you why. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, we saw probably the worst college football game ever with Missouri and Auburn. Missouri obviously fumbled that game away at the end. And, you know, it's, it was just ugly all around. I expected Missouri and Auburn to both fold up shop. And to some degree, Auburn has. Um, but Missouri came back the next week and they took Georgia to the wire. And then they, it just wasn't quite enough. And so I was very curious this week on how Missouri was going to respond after that. Is it finally time to give up? But they come back again, and they played a very tight game with a solid – I mean, not a good Florida team, but a solid Florida team, and Missouri played them tight. So I, I, I'm going to give them stocked up just because I'm impressed with their their fight despite, you know, all the losing. And I don't know if we've ever disagreed so much on the podcast. But, uh, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is healthy. Yeah. I did not give them a stock or a stock down again. I, I just, Jordan, I think there's too many teams in the SEC right now still that we don't know who they are. Complete identity crisis. Yeah, Missouri is kind of one of those to an extent. I mean, yeah, they did play hard. Honestly, they had some opportunities to win the game at the end, but um, I, I didn't give them 
either way necessarily. Uh, I still think they've got a quarterback problem. Uh, Brady Brady Cook was has had a whopping thirty nine point nine QB rating uh, on uh, Saturday, so that's not great. But, but getting back to stock ups, you know, I just got to jump into Tennessee, man, because what yep. they have done in a short period of time. And here, you know, look. Last week, if you listen to Pod, me and Jordan both called it that this wouldn't even be a close game, and it wasn't at all. LSU is a pretender. Jordan even gave him a stock down last week, which he was right. He was dead on. Always um, am. So, so let's not say, yeah, let's not say <laughs> Tennessee was a world beater on Saturday, but they went in, they took care of business, they won in a tough, the game. a tough environment. I mean, Baton Rouge is not an easy place to play. Yeah, ever, ever. And, I mean, so big-time stock up. I mean, this week, gosh, could it get any bit bigger game day? SEC Nation are both on campus. You got Alabama in the house. The third weekend, third Saturday in October is finally a big game. I'm telling you, I'm just – I don't know if I'm just, like, happy to see t- – When somebody said the other day, when Tennessee is good at football again, the SEC is better, college football is better. And it's just true. And uh, and I love Hendon Hooker. I hope he wins the Heisman. I hope Tennessee wins on Saturday. It's just a great story. And good for jo- Josh Heupel. And here's the deal, Jordan. They're going to get stronger, man. They still don't have Cedric Tillman back. Yep. Hopefully he'll be back this week. I mean, their defense is getting better every week. This train is rolling. And yep. uh, it's exciting, man. It's exciting. That, that sounds like Drew's about to switch fan. fan yeah. I'm, so. I'm, I'm heading to Neyland right now. Go, go Balls. Man. I've always been a Vols fan, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm going to agree on Tennessee. I'm, I'm stock up on them as well. Um, but I guess let's go ahead and slide over the Big 12. I'll I'll hit mine real quick, and then I'll let you run through Drew, because mine, again, same game. Stock up. Texas. You know, Quinn Ewers is back. He did – well, he didn't really have to do a whole lot, but he did enough. Um, Texas looks like a very strong team right now with Quinn Ewers at quarterback. Stock down. Obviously, Oklahoma. Um, now, here's what I'm going to tell you, Drew. I will guarantee you right now that I will not be stocked down on OU next week. Guarantee it. <laughs> you know why? Because OU is currently at rock freaking bottom. There is there is no stock down from rock bottom. So, hmm. they can lose to Kansas next week. It's not going to be any different. I mean, they have not been competitive in the game of football two weeks in a row, which is unheard of. So, <laughs> <laughs> it, nowhere to go but up. Either way, I, this week I'm stocked down on Oklahoma. Mm, yeah, that hurts, but it's true. And I had, I had OU down. Man, Jordan, the, I may, Lord, this, I may eat my words saying this. The Big Twelve is pretty solid right now. There's some good teams in the Big Twelve. Oh yeah, I agree. Um, I, you, you are, you are totally right that it is the best conference in college football. No, we, I didn't go that. <laughs> didn't go that far. Uh, I've got stock ups in the Big 12. TCU keeps rolling. Huge, huge game this weekend. We'll see how they yep. do. Texas, yep, got them stock up. Quinn Ewers actually looked bored on Saturday. Um, Oklahoma State. <laughs> Oklahoma State, business trip victory uh, over uh, Texas Tech on Saturday. Uh, just a good win. Good teams win those tough games. They did it. And uh, stock down in the Big 12. Iowa State, Matt Campbell, what are you doing? They lost ten to nine. It was disgusting. I mean, what a just it's horrible. It's, I mean, I, it's I the Iowa. It's oh, the Iowa oh. in their name. You know? Golly, they can't terrible. they can't help but playing ten nine games. It's a those are big ten games right there. Yeah, that is just horrific. So just bad times in Ames right now. But 
Stock yep. up real quick. Go go back to the SEC real quick. Florida, I gave them a stock up. I just I know it wasn't like a huge victory or anything like that, but they're it they're was still Missouri, growing. Drew. It was Missouri. I, there's there's still I, again, I you know, I'm a fan of, of what's going on there. Uh I think good things are coming in the future for them. Mississippi State, I will give a lot of credit. Um man, they, they got the run game going on Arkansas. It wasn't hard, but if they can keep that going into Kentucky this weekend, they're going to be really hard to stop in the West. And so the Pirates got it going on. But stock downs real quick in the SEC. Kentucky, um, I thought uh, they said it well on SEC Network this weekend. Roman Harper called Kentucky one of the softest teams he's ever seen. And, man, Ooh. rough. I, I don't know if there's a greater, like, you know, degrading comment in football that you can get than that. But Kentucky is soft. Their, their dream run is over. I don't know if Will Levis is going to be back. Um, you got anybody else stocked down in the SEC this week, Jordan? Uh, you know, not at the not at the moment. I I got through all of mine. So you know, yep. Obviously, OU and Arkansas in a bad place right now. You know what what can we do, Drew? You know, I I wonder what you can do as a fan. So let's let's get into it. It's because that's going to lead us right into our Ask the Librarian segment this week. It's time to ask the librarian. All right, so this week on Ask the Librarian, we get a question from Zach Stewart, who is a uh, Arkansas fan and insurance agent. Uh, when I saw, I'll say this, everybody, we originally had another question picked that we were going to use. Zach sent this in late, and it was just too perfect. I liked it too much. I wanted to include it instead. And Drew and I were like, yep, let's use this one. So apologies to the other entries. Here's what we want this week. What are your habits and superstitions on game day or when your team is winning um drew i'll I'll tell you right now i'm not i'm not superstitious but i'm a little stitious (laughs) um so the first thing that comes to mind for me and and then i'll let you kind of get to what your superstitions before every single ou football game my mother has always texted me boomer okay (laughs) and i respond with sooner but here's the deal like i have gotten visibly angry with her because she forgot to do it a couple times and oh you started slow and it's like this is on you um <laughs> not, and not to get too ocd about this thing but if she sends me boomer with two exclamation marks she's getting a sooner with two exclamation marks so it doesn't matter sometimes she uses them sometimes she doesn't so three exclamations one zero whatever she sends that's how i'm responding so that's mm. That's my main one. Obviously, you know, there are times where I've changed my shirt just because things weren't going real well. And like I said, not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. What about <laughs> you, Drew? Oh, man. You know, I'm kind of the same way. I'm not superstitious, but the same way. You know, the main things I can think of are I'll definitely change positions. It makes me laugh because about uh, five or six weeks ago, I think it was, what weekend? Oh, it was the Missouri State weekend. And, I thought it'd be a breeze, obviously. And so my grandma came over to watch the game with us. Uh, and so we were watching the game, and I was having a really hard time sitting still and containing myself, obviously. I didn't expect that. Yeah. And so uh, my grandma said, well, gosh, maybe, maybe I'm bad luck. Maybe I need to leave. And in my head, I was like, uh, maybe you are. But what, what are you going <laughs> to do tell your grandma to leave? Well, literally, she leaves, we score, we win the game. So, I mean, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, it's just kind of things like that. But, you know, I've done a lot of things over the years. Um, 
with my shirts. If we start winning games, I'll continue to wear the same shirt every game day. Uh, and then as soon as we get into it, I'll tell you this, I've got a pair of pants that I wore to the Arkansas-Louisiana Monroe game that we lost in Little Rock that I have never worn since that day. <laughs> uh, they're hanging up in my closet as we speak. Uh, and then last but not least, my friends, I have to point this to you. I will never watch a Razorback game with you in my life. It will never happen. I will never watch a Razorback game with a friend. The only person that I can literally watch a Razorback game with is people who can match my intensity, which is basically my own family, my father, my brother, my sister, yep. my mom, my wife, my, my girls now, who I'm proud of. But it, literally, Jordan, outside of that, I can't do it, man. I can't I, do I, it. I, trust I me, I get it. it. I get it. I, I will not watch OU football games in public because I don't. I, I say horrible things, and I'm not a nice person during OU football games, you know? I uh, Yeah, I, I completely understand that. So – yeah. yeah. No, I, I do. Would, I would like to invite your grandmother to come watch the OU Arkansas game with us when <laughs> OU finally gets the SEC. Yeah. And I know what pants I want you to wear. So. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Hey, is this what this was? This is a sabotage. <laughs> okay. It's a setup. It was a setup, Zach. I see how it is. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to make sure we need to throw this on our social media, Drew. I, I'd love to hear Facebook, Twitter. We need to hear what our what everybody else. There's there's got to be some good superstitions. We have Agreed. to have some crazy people that listen to this pod. So I'd love to hear what you're doing. Um, but yeah, we'll 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 wait to hear from you guys. Um, otherwise, we'll move on. Well, as we welcome the Tennessee Volunteers back into the relevance of college football, we're going to actually welcome a Tennessee alum, Michael Shelton, to the show. Michael, we appreciate you coming on. Jordan, what a pleasure it is to be here with you this evening. As you said, Big Orange Nation is back. I never thought I would say that in the 30 years I've been alive on this planet, but man, <laughs> it feels good to say it again. Well, and we we appreciate your dedication to the Southern Blitz podcast, but you didn't have to go on location and go to Knoxville, Tennessee this week for us. Hey, man, you know, you're a close friend. Uh, they say that college football recruiting is king. It's the lifeblood as <laughs> is. Josh Heibel's got it going up here in Knoxville. I came up here to do it for my company. I figured I might as well just spread the wealth. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, the business trip worked out perfect, so you could get a up-close and personal look with, uh, with the volunteer football program. Um, let's kind of start with – you mentioned Josh Heibel. How? How did he turn everything around from what Pruitt had done? How did he get things clicking so quickly? Yeah, I mean, I I was in a text with a, a few of my friends, and we've just gone over the stats of, you know, 37 players left the program less than mm. two years ago. I mean, we, we've been, we thought we'd been on hard times before, but truly had hit rock bottom, I mean. I had, I had friends like you consoling me saying, you know, if you get the death penalty, I mean, it was just times were tough. And yeah, I think most of us would sit here and say that, you know, Josh Heupel is not necessarily the home run hire that, you know, college football fans use that term pretty often um, that we were expecting. But he's brought, you know, an exciting offense in and the questions were, will it work here? Will it work in the SEC? Can he recruit the talent? and you know, two years in, not even two years in, uh, I think we have the 
the number one scoring offense. And, you know, he's got one of his own recruiting classes in here and just brought a fresh outlook on the program with, you know, just a couple of phrases like, you know, say what you mean, mean what you say, the players trust him and it's not all smoke and mirrors. And, you know, things are, things are exciting here and it, it just hasn't felt that way in a long time. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's impressive. Cause I remember, you know, you and I talked during the time when Tennessee was going through all the players leaving and trust me, obviously, OU was the beneficiary of several of those players uh, transferring into OU. But, I mean, yeah, you look at all the big names, all the big players that left Tennessee. I mean, you know, a ton of their starters. And here we are two years later. I, you know, I knew Tennessee was going to be a solid program going forward. But just the fact that they're back this quickly was very surprising. Um especially because they've been gone for a while, Michael. I mean, like you said, for your 30 years, I mean, Tennessee has been an afterthought for a long time. Are the Volunteers truly back? <laughs> I mean, that's that's the million-dollar question, isn't it, Jordan? I mean, I, I'm here in Knoxville. I'm, you know, I'm getting closer to campus. The energy here is palpable. I mean, it, this is Monday night of the Alabama game, you know, college game day coming back here for the second time in four weeks. I mean, who would have thought, right? I mean, and you brought it up. I mean, yes, Oklahoma has reaped the benefits of the transfers. Not a big deal. You're welcome. You know, Eric Ray, enjoy them while you can. <laughs> Memphis is own. Um, but, you know, they're they're lining up across Henry Toa who is an all-SEC linebacker, you know, prize recruit for Tennessee that transferred to a rival, yes, I do say rival because for a long time they were considered Tennessee's biggest rival. I mean, but now it's Kentucky, right? Red that, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> funny guy here. What about the Red River rivalry? Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, <laughs> this is this is our show. You don't come take shots at us. All right, oh, all right. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's no, funny. I, no, go ahead. I, I I'm with you. Um, you know, it's it's been it's been a long time and. You know, you you not texted previously. I, I never thought I, I would say it again, but yeah, I'll I'll proclaim it for you right now, Jordan. Tennessee is back. Okay. We coming. Nick Saban mm-hmm. will see you up here on Saturday at three thirty Central. Excuse me, three thirty Eastern, two thirty Central. Number three versus number six. Bring the cigars out. We're coming. Fair enough. Well, let me let me ask you because we we got to talk about uh, about a situation that obviously just popped up for Tennessee. Assuming Jalen McCullough is not able to go do the felony arrest, sure. how big of a loss is that for the Vols? Yeah, no, it's it's an unfortunate situation. Um, you know, I, this isn't uh, isn't anything to joke about, but to be quite honest, I, I wouldn't say it's a huge loss. Uh, Willie Martinez yeah. is, is Tennessee's secondary coach. He's on his second stint with Tennessee, uh, was here during the Butch Jones time at some point. Um, he's very loyal to older players, and Jalen McCullough is a, a great kid. Um, you know, not the not the best player, but obviously a mainstay on that defense. He's played a lot of football for Tennessee, um, but I don't think it's you know anything you know groundbreaking. I mean, if we you know, if we don't have Cedric Tillman again, I would say that's probably a bigger thing. Obviously, the yeah, the you know, heartbeat of our offense outside of Hinton Hooker. But 
I think it's obviously a big deal just on the back end with his leadership and communication skills otherwise. But I, I think we have some some younger, more talented players, a little bit more athletically gifted than he is. But obviously, we'll definitely miss him out there. Okay. Well, I, I don't want to keep you for too long. I know you got a busy schedule, um, but I, I can't let you go until we talk the actual game. I know, I know you say Knoxville's ready. The fan base is ready. How about the game? The, is, is Tennessee going to be able to take down the tide? Yeah, man. I mean, I, like I said, it's we, – we say, you know, as Tennessee fans, we call it battered ball syndrome, right? It's just <laughs> we've been beaten down for so long, and I've talked to you about it plenty of times. You know, I'm just waiting for something bad happen for the other shoe to drop. And people, you know, all the beat writers here in Knoxville, they said there's a different feel to this team in preseason in the spring. I mean, Hinton Hooker's leadership, the swagger that they walk around with, I mean – you know, beating Florida six or losing to Florida 16 out of 17 years, they didn't care. They didn't care what the logo looked like on the other side of the helmet. They took care of business. They won that game. Oh, well, you got to go play LSU on the road. That's a tough place to play. They didn't care. They came out, I mean, arguably just beat LSU down from yeah, the jump. For sure. And, I mean, I know Alabama's Alabama. As we all know, college football is cyclical. I think they're ready for this game. I think Josh Heupel's attitude of not backing down from expectations, like that's why you come to coach at a place like Tennessee. And they're not backing down from it. They're, you know, the cliche expression they're taking on, the personality of their head coach. I think they're ready. I think they're going to win. I think this city is ready to personally explode when it happens. And, you know, it's we've been down for a long time, but, I think that ends on Saturday, and I'm just I'm so excited to watch it. I don't know Love if it. my wife will be ready to watch me, but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm sure you're gonna be a nervous wreck, but I love it. And uh, man, I I really appreciate your time tonight, Michael. And uh, hey, go balls, Jordan. Go balls. Always great to chat with you, my friend. All the best on the podcast, and you know I'll I'll say it for you, Boomer Sooner. Thanks, sir. All right, Drew, we're moving into our top five games of the week. See if we can break the tie this week. Um, like I said at the beginning of the show, this is the clash of the undefeateds. We have three monstrous undefeated games for three of the Power Five conferences this week. Let's start with the, the big daddy of them all. We have Big 12's Oklahoma State and TCU. Undefeated game. Who are you taking in that one, Drew? Jordan, I've been riding Spencer Sanders and Oklahoma State. Since week one, I'm not stopping now. Oklahoma State wins this game, continues the uh, the streak. And I'll say this. We said this a couple weeks ago, teams that could, could threaten that top three. I still don't think Oklahoma State could do that, but they're they're knocking on the door. They're right outside. Yep. I get it. I, I'm, I'm on board. I think Oklahoma State is one of those teams that could contend for not just a playoff swap, but, could, you know, they could give a team like Bama or Georgia a run for their money. So, I think TCU is a very good team. They're actually favored in this game. Um, but give me the Cowboys. I'm taking Oklahoma State as well. So we'll switch over to our game that we've been talking about quite a bit, which is the Tennessee-Bama game. Who, uh, who do you like in that one, Drew? I know, who you, I know who you hope wins. Who do you think wins? Well, you know what? Uh, th- this, one, this one was difficult. 
And uh, this one's also going to lead into my upset pick of the week game. Ooh. But I am so flipping high on the volunteers. I am going Tennessee. The environment will be ripe. It'll be perfect. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, Hendon Hooker, I'm not betting against him. Yes, they're going to get Bryce Young back. But, Jordan, there have been too many mistakes for multiple weeks. Look, even in the Arkansas game, Alabama made mistakes. I mean, every week they're making mistakes that are going to – they're going to cost them one of these weeks. And I think it mm-hmm. happens in Neyland Stadium on, uh, on Saturday. I'm excited for it. And I'll tell you a real quick stat that I thought was interesting – um, and, and I, I thought it was very telling. Every coach to ever win an SEC title has won nine games by year two. Kind wow. of interesting. Kind of interesting stat right there. Either Josh you're Heifel, successful or you're not. Yeah. I mean, the writing is on the wall very fast. And so, hey, the good news is Sam Pittman won nine. So, anyway, side note. But um, – <laughs> So we're still we're still good there. Sam Pittman just won nine games in year two. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, but uh, Josh Heupel's well on his way. A great coach. I love what he's doing. Been long winded on this. Tennessee wins on Saturday. You know, just for the record, Josh Heupel could not cut it as an offensive coordinator in the Big Twelve and got fired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, as a head coach in the SEC, I guess when you step down, <laughs> it's a little easier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, toxic, now, you know, toxic environment. Toxic yeah. environment there. So, again, I'm, I'm with you, Drew. I was back and forth in this game. You know, I went into this morning and was like, yeah, I'm taking Tennessee. I, I, I love the Vols right now. They are rolling. Hendon Hooker looks like the potential Heisman winner this year. And then, and then I read a story about starting safety Jalen McCullough for Tennessee getting arrested for felony aggravated yeah. assault. And I'm just like, oh, I mean, it's the last thing you want to see. It's like, you Did don't you read want- the whole story. Oh, I, I, yeah, I did. It's it's a crazy story. I just I have no I have no idea why he felt the unnecessary need to go just hit somebody. There's got to be more. There's got to be more to it. But, I would assume uh, so. Regardless, but he should be released. He should be released. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is does does Tennessee suspend him? I mean, you know, you look. It is the SEC, so you never know. You know, you look at Anaya Smith. Despite yeah. all the things on him, they didn't suspend him. I'm gonna uh, say they, A&M would have. They made him a captain. Yeah, so <laughs> A and M would have made him a captain, but put in a gold star on his helmet and all kinds of stuff. That's that's acceptable treatment there. <laughs> yeah, I'm again, I, grain of salt because again, litany of issues for a nice Smith, no suspension. Um, obviously, his season got ended regardless with a knee injury, but I gotta assume with the felony charge, Jalen McCullough is going to be suspended. Again, I don't like anything. If I'm going to pick against Bama, I want things to line up perfect. And so, you know, you look, Alabama's favored by seven and a half. And so I swayed back towards towards roll tide. But, like I said, back and forth, give me the balls. I'm taking Tennessee Woo! as well. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Tennessee. So, I know. <laughs> Sorry yeah, yeah. We, just, we just hit you with the pick of death right there. So, <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's get to an easy one. Let's uh let's go over to the Pac-12 for a second. We'll talk USC Utah. Um, I took Utah last week over UCLA. Didn't happen. Um, I, honestly, I think UCLA is better than USC at this point. USC's had some struggles offensively, and their defense is still not very good. I, I'm going to take Utah again. I'm going to take them in the upset of USC. Okay, just in the effort of literally being different. 
Uh, I, I'm going to take USC in this. Okay. And uh, I don't really feel good about it, nor do I want to, because <laughs> I don't like Lincoln Riley. However, um, I could see this going either way. I think Utah has just been too inconsistent. A dandy crisis. They can't figure out who they are week to week. And I agree, though. USC has some major problems they got to figure out, too. Um, I just think that they get it done. Man, the line is really tight on this one. Yep. Um, I'm going to take USC uh, in hopes that I can pick up a win against you. Well, and, you know, there's no other team to do it other than A&M, but Utah is uh, a team that I've taken twice when they played Florida, when they played UCLA, got wrong both times. So they could be my next A&M and be another team that I'm over three on guessing their games. So yeah. if, if Utah does not pull this out, we're taking them off the top games. I'm not losing again. So yeah. um, all right, let's go back SEC. We'll go over to Mississippi State and Kentucky. You know, no, no for sure word on Will Levis yet for Kentucky. So that obviously makes a difference. Mississippi State may be getting another chance against the backup quarterback this week. Yeah, this is – Honestly, when we put this in our – it's funny, Jordan. We put this in our top five games before Kentucky lost. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, this game looks way less enticing now. Um, I think there's a pretty good shot that Levis doesn't play. So, on that note, you cannot pick against Mississippi State right now. You cannot pick against Will Rogers. Uh, I mean, Will Rogers has 22 touchdowns uh, through this week. So, got to pick uh, Will Rogers. Mississippi State keeps rolling. Yep. And I'm gonna second all of what you just said. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Mississippi State as well. Kentucky just I mean that is not a good South Carolina team that they struggled against. No. So no. I'll, I'll I'll take the dogs. All right, let's wrap up with one more clash of the undefeateds, power of the Big Ten. Michigan and Penn State. Who you got there, Drew? Man, interesting game. Um obviously we don't watch a whole lot of Big Ten, don't keep up with it uh to the extent that some other people do, but I just have to rely on what I know. And what I know is that I don't like Sean Clifford as a quarterback. And uh, he's Fair. not reliable. Uh, this, uh, I believe, is uh, uh, at, at Michigan, I believe. Um, it is. That's correct. Yep. So that makes a huge difference, obviously. And so I'm taking, uh, I'm taking uh, the Wolverines in this one, no doubt about it. I actually don't even think that there's going to be room for – um, Penn State to do much in this one, honestly. I, I think Penn State at 10, that's a very generous 10 to them. I don't think they played anybody. The line is, is it six and a half. Yeah, six and a half at the moment. Um, feels like it should be more. Uh, but anyway, Michigan, final choice. Okay. Well, going through these two teams, I mean, neither one of them has played anybody. I mean, the best win either of them has is Michigan's 34-27 win yeah. over Maryland. That's, yeah. that's not, a, not much to write home about. It's at Michigan. Michigan has one of the best running backs in the country in Blake Corum. So I'm going to take the Wolverines and just be done with it there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so let's move over to our upsets of the week. I'll, uh, I'll start us off. I've got NC State over Syracuse. They're a three-and-a-half-point dog on the road at the Orange. Um, I, I just I've watched Syracuse's offense a few times, and it is it is rocky to say the least. And NC State has a dominant defense, so I think they shut down Syracuse, hold them to very very few points, and and win this game on the road. 
How dare you, you? How dare you pick against Syracuse, man? What, 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 <laughs> I mean, well, this should be this should be in our top five games of the week, Jordan. What, and mean, you know what? It, we could have considered it over Mississippi State, Kentucky, yeah, but that's right. That's right. You know. Yeah. No, uh, you've already got my upset pick. I know it doesn't seem like a huge upset, but honestly, anytime you can beat Alabama, it is. Tennessee over Alabama is my pick, and I think we've talked plenty about that. But hey, real quick, I think you forgot one of our our top. Five, top, six picks. What, what about oh. what about a, what about a G five game, man? That is, that is my that is my fault. I completely forgot we did add a new game uh, yeah. due to requests from the listeners. They wanted to hear a little group of five game pick, so we did add Arkansas State and Southern Miss to the agenda. That, that's my fault. I forgot to put them in there. So I'll go ahead and give you my pick. You know, Southern Miss has looked solid. They played some legit teams. Um, however. Arkansas State's quarterback, James Blackman, nine touchdowns, only one interception on the season, and they played some good competition. They played Memphis. They played Ohio State. He's smart with the football. Give me the Red Wolves. I like it, man. You're going to make everybody – everybody listens in Jonesboro really happy. I'm with you. Um, I, I'm taking Arkansas State. I think this is a big a big game. They need to win this game. They have played some good competition. The Sun Belt, you know, I know you don't like to believe this, is the sixth best conference in my opinion. Um, and so let's let's take those Red Wolves big win. Um, yeah, and hopefully this will get – hey, Red Wolves, listen to us, man. And maybe we'll, maybe we'll do some more of your games. Yeah. Come on now. I, trust go. me, I know. You, you've sent me some hate mail from one of our <laughs> listeners about, about my, my distaste for the Sun Belt. I am not a hater on the Sun Belt. I love the Sun Belt. Um, I still got the American Conference ahead of them, but that's – hey. No shame on the Sun Belt. No so. shame, my friend. No shame. Uh, all right. Well, we've had a few, Drew. Who's going to be hungover this week? Who who partied a little too hard last week? Yeah. One of them's going to be TCU. Big oh. win with Kansas. Uh, and honestly, that kind of felt weird to call it a hangover game because, yeah, I, I don't know. But anyway, TCU, I think, riding high, uh, they're going to be brought back down to earth. Alabama gets brought back down to earth. Uh, I don't know if that's a hangover game necessarily, but uh, they, you know, I'm not saying they've looked great the last two weeks, but they've won. And then uh, this is not going to happen, Jordan, but I'll throw it in there because I already picked Mississippi State to win. I I could see something weird happening at Kentucky, especially if Levis plays. So uh, Mississippi State, be on alert. Uh, You're at Kroger Field at Kentucky. Uh, tough place to play at times, so so be careful this weekend. Yep. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that the uh, the OU drinks were enough to give a hangover because I'm going with <laughs> Texas. I'm going with the Texas hangover. Um, mm-hmm. You know they got to go play Iowa State this weekend. It's an 11 a.m. game. It, it's just you know it, it's not a sexy Iowa State team, but it's Matt Campbell, so he's going to keep it close. Um, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if, if Texas comes out and dominates, man, maybe this is a very, very real Longhorn football team. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, but we'll find out. Yeah. On that note, let's, let's go ahead and let's take a look at the big 12 sec slate for this week. Drew, um, we get to start, which I always love with a Thursday night game with West Virginia and Baylor. I love Thursday night games. Love it. It's just an extra night to watch football and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but you got Baylor at West Virginia uh, you know, the Bears definitely need a win. West Virginia could sure use a win right now. We'll we'll see who who's going to trend upward through that game. Um, then you got the 11 o'clock games. Like I said, Texas and Iowa State, that's a 
that's a big game for Texas. They need to they need to keep cruising. And Iowa State, you know, as good as we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season, Drew, they could very easily be zero and four in the Big Twelve after after Saturday. Yeah, no doubt. And they're they're not the only one. You know who else could be zero and four in the Big Twelve after Saturday? Oklahoma. <laughs> I, I bet if I had told you before the season that we were going to have an OU Kansas game and only one of them would be ranked, you wouldn't have guessed it would have been Kansas. Mm. Um, but that's what we have. We have a ranked Jayhawk squad coming into Norman to take on a battered Oklahoma squad. OU needs this game to get right. They got to they got to come out. They got to win at home. It does, I don't care if it's close. I don't care if it's a blowout. If it's a one point win, that's great. OU just needs to win this game, get to their bye week, and try to get things figured out. But it's going to be a big difference between going into a bye week with a win or a loss. Um, Last one, obviously, that OSU-TCU game we already talked about. It's down in Fort Worth. TCU is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. That is widely considered. I mean, that's going to basically decide who's in control in the Big 12 this year. So it'll be the last remaining undefeated. But let's let's slide over the SEC. What do we got on tap this week, Drew? Yeah, that's a good game. We've talked about several of them, Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi State, Kentucky, but there's some other sneaky games out there. Auburn, Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss should take care of business there. It is in Oxford. Uh, Auburn is going to be coachless at that point. So, don't yeah. really uh, – you know, you never know. I mean, sometimes the – You get guys, the rally around the new coach thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can see it. You can see it. Ole Miss kind of messed around with Vanderbilt for a little while last week. but They did. But they, but they pulled it out. So, that's all that matters. Uh, Vanderbilt, Georgia. You know, Vanderbilt – you got to give them some credit, man. They have fought. The, they have played really, really hard this year. They have some young skill players that are good. Uh, Georgia just can't quite figure themselves out at the moment. I mean, they they legit Jordan struggled with Auburn until the third quarter, and yeah. then they finally overtook them. Um, I, I don't know what's going on in Athens at the moment, but um, but they've got to get it figured out. It's not going to matter uh, against Vanderbilt, though. Well, no. Uh, Arkansas BYU big game. We've talked about it. Weird game in Pro, Provo Utah. Um, I'm not going to make a prediction on this game. I can't do it. I'm not letting my heart do it. Uh, <laughs> somehow, well, we're will you allow me? Yeah, go ahead. Please go ahead. All right. I think BYU absolutely crushed. No, I'm just kidding. Through. I, I won't do it to <laughs> oh you. No. Yeah, I, I could hear you crying. I was not even halfway through. No, I I think a KJ Jefferson return. I think it's a great momentum boost. I think Arkansas goes in and gets a big win at BYU. Um, my heart, my heart wants to say that. You know, and obviously the Tennessee Bama game is a big game, but you know the, the sneaky big game to me, Drew, is the LSU Florida game. Agree. Winner of that game's five and two and looks like a legitimate team. Loser four and three and has, has become an afterthought. So I, I know it's it's not one of our top five games, but I'm curious who who do you think wins that game? Uh, you know who I'm taking. There's no hey, there's no. Uh, oh, there, no here comes the Anthony way. Richardson train again. It's it's in the swamp. It's at six o'clock. Great environment. Florida hates LSU. Anthony Richardson's been playing lights out. LSU, you can't manufacture anything at the moment. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind who wins this game. It, it'll be a close game, but uh, yeah, man, give me Florida all day. Yeah, I. I, I I, I want to argue with you, but man, that LSU <laughs> offense—it's—it's it's as bad as A and M offense. I mean, it's—it's it's bad at times. So, yeah, yeah, but a great slate, nonetheless. A yeah. great slate between our two conferences. 
big games. And uh, like you said, Jordan, we're headed to bye week next week. Y'all are too. It's kind of it's kind of that middle of the season uh, when teams try are trying to get healthy for the final stretch. We'll see what happens. Yep. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's go into our big three bets for the week. So last week we went two and one. I, man, we I felt we could have been three and zero. Oh. You know, obviously Tennessee was one of my picks. They made it very very comfortable for uh, for the people to bet on them. Texas, same easy wins right there. That third one I had Texas Tech plus nine and a half. They obviously they lose by ten to Oklahoma State, but man, if you watch that game. Baron Morton, the tech quarterback, if he does not get hurt in that game, and he again, he didn't leave the game, but he was obviously hobbled. If he does not get hurt in that game, I think they they keep it within at least one score, maybe even win the game. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the excuse and blame it on the injury. Otherwise, I think we could have gone three and zero. So hopefully this week we'll try and go three and zero. Again, a couple of these are gonna be no brainers. One, I took Tennessee to beat Bama, so I'm gonna take the seven and a half points and go with the balls there. Um, another one, I took Oklahoma state to beat TCU. Well, I'm getting three and a half there. I'll take it. So Tennessee plus seven and a half OSU plus three and a half. And like I said, with Texas having a hangover game at 11 o'clock, there's nothing sexy about playing Iowa state. Give me the cyclones plus 16 and a half. We're going all three underdogs this week, taking the points and hopefully getting three wins on the bets. So I like it. I like it. All right. All right, Drew, before we get out of here, any, any, Parting words, words of wisdom or something for the for the listeners? You know, I'll just say this real quick, especially for our two fan bases. It, it may have been a tragic six, seven weeks here, you know, the first six games. But, guys, we're halfway through the season already. I, I legit got kind of sad on Saturday yeah. and was like, this is how fast, you know, the best time of year goes by. And I just encourage you, Arkansas fans, OU fans, SEC fans, Big 12 fans, Soak up this last last half of the season. Wherever your team is, is in the standings, you name it, big things can happen in that last six games. Enjoy it because pretty soon it'll be freaking cold outside and we won't have football anymore. So enjoy it. It makes me, makes me sad just thinking about it, Drew. I know. I know. But, hey, we still got six weeks left and bowl games. Yeah. So let's let's yeah. not go there yet. Let's not go okay. there. Okay. Fair, let's fair, fair. Well – Thank you, everybody, for listening. Go check us up, check us out on Facebook or Twitter. Please send us in what your superstitions are. Um, we'll we'll start a post on there about it and just let us know what it is. Um, otherwise, we'll we'll catch you guys back here next week. Enjoy the games. <laughs>